Hey there, and welcome to the Ad Skills Podcast. On our podcast, we only interview paid traffic professionals who produce consistent, scalable, and repeatable results for clients in multiple verticals and multiple offers. There's no newbies or one-hit wonders here. On today's episode, I'm excited to introduce you to Eric Southwell. Eric has skill sets across multiple ad networks, but he's really a ninja on LinkedIn. In fact, he's the teacher of our new LinkedIn course that's coming out very soon. In today's episode, I'm excited for you to understand Eric's background, how he got into media buying, the results he's producing for his clients, and figure out if he might be a good option to help you scale your campaigns. Let's dig into the good stuff right after this. Hey, Eric, thanks so much for joining me. Not the first, but the actual second time. We already did this podcast episode, and this guy forgot to hit record. So thanks for doing this a second time. Really excited to have you here. Dude, my pleasure. I actually didn't really like how I looked in the last one, so I'm glad we're having a chance to re-record it here. Um, you're doing me a favor, man, so, so thanks for letting me do the second, second attempt here. Awesome. Well, so glad to have you. Really excited. Uh, Eric's putting out this new Bulletproof LinkedIn course that should be coming out very, very soon. We're splitting the finishing touches on it. So excited to add a new teacher to the roster here at AdSkills. Um, amazing content that's going to help a lot of people learn how to use the platform. But before we kind of dig into all the things you're helping people achieve on LinkedIn, um, let's just dive in real quick, talk about how you got into media buying and really what makes you um, a special fit. You know, that's the biggest thing is I always like to help people understand why our media buyers at AdSkills are so different than everyone else. So let's kind of talk about how you got into it and then really kind of the way that you think and process things. So people understand what makes you special. Okay, sounds good. So um, I don't have to act. Uh, I don't have to actually rack my brain and think about it because I just said it last time. So, um, which is good. So yeah. So I actually got started at NASA. Um, I was an intern there, and I was offered a full time job. But every single week when I was there that summer, uh, everyone was really worried that the government was going to get furloughed. And what that basically means is all government funding gets cut. And nobody goes into work, which actually just happened a couple months ago. Like all my friends that I used to work with were like, Hey man, I'm off work. Like the furlough finally happened. It's like kind of this inside joke, uh, which is actually not that big of a joke. But anyway, as a, uh, college, like recent college grad with a ton of debt and all of that, I was like, uh, I'm not really feeling so hot about a job that I might not get paid or can't go into work at. And I was just kind of freaked out. Um, so I decided to go a different route. I went into management consulting. So um, I was actually doing tech and operations consulting for a lot of healthcare and education uh, institutions for about two to three years. Uh, obviously hated my job. I was working like 80 hours a week, sleeping under my desk, like just like the the, the classic corporate job. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to take any job where I can work from home. And uh, I found a job as an affiliate manager working for a direct response company. And I'm sure any of the like super heavy digital markets here are probably smirking at that job because it's like, kind of like the lowest of the totem pole, uh, like starter job. Like you're just annoying affiliates. You're like, Hey, can you promote? Can you promote? Uh, so that didn't last super long. I think I, I managed to be there for like a year. And the thing I realized is all the guys who were making all the money, like I saw these fat paychecks we were cutting to affiliates were the traffic guys. And I was only about 25 at the time. And I was like, okay, like I can do this. This isn't that hard. Like I want to learn traffic. And so, um, like a lot of people, I started learning Facebook ads. So I started, I basically just, I actually asked if I could run someone's ads for free because uh, I had no experience and no one would hire me. Um, so I started teaching myself Facebook ads. I actually hired a coach who taught me everything I know. 
Um, and yeah, I was just running Facebook ads for like a small fitness company. They sold like body weight, calisthenic stuff. Uh, so I did that for about a year and then, uh, discovered the ad skills community, started adding a bunch of new networks to my tool belt. Um, taught myself a ton about Google ads, thanks to you. Uh, and a lot of the work that Justin's doing as well. And then, um, also taught myself a ton about LinkedIn over the last couple of years. And that was uh, a lot of in part to some self-teaching. And also I'm sure a lot of people in the LinkedIn community know AJ Wilcox, who's a mentor of mine. I signed up for private coaching with him two years ago and we still do kind of one-on-ones. Now we're homies. So we kind of send each other emails with stuff that we're learning. I uh, wouldn't consider myself quite to be uh, as experienced as AJ. He's kind of like the number one guy, but I'm, I'm trying to get there. So that's kind of the quick overview of me. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much. And, and for our listeners, you are, you know, like you said, you're up there at the very top of the LinkedIn game. I think it's amazing to see what you're doing. Um, but I always like to talk for our listeners and for people, like, especially someone's looking of potentially maybe working with somebody. Can you just talk for a second about like, what's the right fit for a company, a deal size on LinkedIn? So if someone's listening and considering LinkedIn, they can understand whether it's the right network for them or not. Yeah. Awesome question. And that's, that's always where I start. Someone comes up to me and says, Hey, can you run my LinkedIn ads? And I'm like, wait, let's just, let's even see if you're a good fit for LinkedIn. And it's actually super, super simple. The rule of thumb with LinkedIn is if you have an average deal size of $15,000 or greater, it's worth a shot on LinkedIn. If you don't, then probably not. And so I would say, you know, getting to where the most people fail, which I know me and you always like talking about, I think most people fail on LinkedIn before they ever even get started because they're just trying, they didn't do their funnel math and they're trying to make an offer work that just won't work. Um, And, you know, clicks on LinkedIn are anywhere from $6 to I've paid and bid as high as $22 a click on LinkedIn. Um, I just talked to a LinkedIn rep yesterday who told me that the average across the entire platform is $10 a click. Um, You know, you're not going to be selling some sunglasses on LinkedIn, right? You're going to be selling a big company software or, um, you know, my agency does really well on LinkedIn, but our starting retainer is $3,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And most people stay for at least two years. And that's Mm -hmm. our minimum size. Mm -hmm. So the funnel math is there for us. So where I would start with LinkedIn is, uh, are your average deal sizes at least $15,000? If so, it's definitely worth a shot. Beautiful. And I think that's amazing. That it's so important. The fact that you're walking in with a plan, you help people understand, is this the right fit? You're not going to take people's money. That's really important to us in the ad skills community. And that's why we have embraced, love what you're doing. I know you're a big systems and processes guy. I want to talk about the systems and the processes you use to get people started. Some of the questions that you work with people on and really how you go through and scale. But before we get into that, I just want to take a second here. Um, the first time you did this so eloquently and I want to make sure that uh, we have to do this again, but just from this perspective of like, you can kind of humor me for a second and help us understand how has ad skills been an asset to you as you've gone through this journey? Yeah. Well, I don't know if this is going to be as heartfelt as it was before. Like I actually, in the, in the first one we recorded felt like a tear dropping down because I was just like, I, I am really passionate about the ad skills community and uh, you know, Justin isn't behind me like doing this, making sure that I say it right. But I would say that right away, I've kind of had phases of my relationship with the ad skills community. So the first thing and like the first big thing that the ad skills community gave me was honestly confidence. So I'm a relatively experienced community buyer. I've probably been doing it for about four or five years now. And the first workshop where I actually met you and Justin in person, um, you guys did an actual live look on my campaigns. You're like, all right, 
we're actually going to go, everybody get up, pull up a campaign and we're going to critique it. We want you to walk away with something of value from this besides us just talking. And I was so nervous because you guys were just kind of these talking heads on YouTube and whatever. And I was like, they're going to destroy my campaigns and blah, blah, blah. So uh, I get up there and I show you my Google ads campaigns and you guys were like, dude, these are awesome. These are so well organized. The tracking's in place. Uh, and you're like, yeah, let's look at the landing page. And you guys just kind of started, you know, critiquing the landing page. And I was like, it just gave me so much confidence. And on uh, my agency, I manage about seven employees um, on one and in the other, I have about three employees. And so for me, I've always been the best media buyer in the room. And so ad skills really gave me that confidence. So now when I'm talking to a client, I know that what the best plan of action is. And I'm confident that I'm the best provider of their traffic and it's going to be organized and the tracking is going to be in place. And you guys really gave me that confidence. So that's been huge. And then kind of along those same regards is really just being a part of that ad skills brand. Like you and, and Justin put so much time into being honestly the number one experts in the paid traffic game. And so I make it known to clients that I'm a member of this community. And I tell, I even say like, you know, make it a little more obvious. Like I'll be like, yeah, actually, sorry, I couldn't miss the last call. I was actually at a, a workshop with the ad skills with Justin, Justin Brook and John Belcher. I'm like, oh, no way. I've always wanted to meet those guys. And so um, being backed by a reputable brand, I think is, is something that is a secret weapon that I have as a media buyer. Like I'm a part of the ad skills community. I'm trusted by you guys. I trust you as well. And you guys kind of give me this brand equity, you know, by just being a part of the community. So if there's any media buyers listening, I think that that's a really big, um, you know, uh, it's a really big selling point for why I'm part of the community. And also clients have reason to trust that you can do it. Um, and then just a few other things that come off the top of my head, um, trying to remember exactly what I said the last time, but uh, I know for me, just, just thinking through it, the, the process documents you have in the systems, mm -hmm. I'm a systems guy. I came from, you know, management consulting. So I absolutely love systems. I wouldn't be able to scale either of my businesses unless I had really good hiring, training, processes, you know, making sure that everything's set up in a scalable way and set up to succeed. And so uh, I have built a lot of process documents myself, but using the stuff that you guys have, I've improved mine. And dude, I've straight stolen a few of them. Like I felt bad. Um, your, your template for contracts mm -hmm. is amazing. Like I pulled that right out of the, the agency master's course you have. Um, you know, I was right. I have one myself, but yours is so much better. It's super simple. And I use that for all of mine now. And all I did was just take out like the word ad skills and add in my company name in there. And you know, dude, that alone probably saved me like 20, 20 hours of my time plus a couple grand in a legal guy or something. So there's just so many like documents and everything is so well organized in that community. So, um, you know, that has been extremely helpful. And then I think this last one is, is this last point I'm thinking of is probably, the one that I value the most now and that's pro league. And so um, I'm assuming not everyone knows what pro league is. So I'll just tell them real quick, but basically pro league is a members area. Uh, it's a premium members area for people in ad skills uh, and a part of the ad skills community. And it's where all the top, basically not just media buyers, but digital marketers. Like we have some conversion guys in there. We have some tracking guys in there uh, are discussing what's going on with traffic right now. And for me, I'm managing like 70 accounts and 10 people. Um, I'm trying to keep my head on straight Monday through Friday, making sure that everything is going well. You know, I'm managing people's accounts. Like I don't have time to sit through the latest Facebook webinar. And what are the changes in 2019? So for me, the ad skills community is huge and just keeping a pulse on what's going on. And uh, like, I'll just give you actually a real life example. This just happened last week. Um, 
So I run quite a bit of Facebook traffic and I was looking at all of our clients' dashboards during our weekly check-ins and the cost per lead almost doubled. Like it went up from around 125 to 200 and Facebook had that outage. And I was aware of it because all my media buyers were like pinging me, but I wasn't aware of how bad it was. And so having that ask those community, people being like, Hey, like my ads are going crazy. And also I'm 99% sure there's an algorithm change happening. Like nine out of 10 of my, my clients are their like clicks are going through the roof. The conversions are way down. And so just the fact that I could stay on top of that uh, is really important. And I know I've been talking a lot, but the last thing I want to say is like, it's never been more important than it is today because with how much everything is going towards automated bidding strategies and AI and lookalikes, um, you know, conversion optimized bidding, stuff like that, it's changing faster than it ever has before. And so for me, I would not be able to sleep at night if I didn't have this, the pro league because you guys are like, I stay on top of what's going on and it couldn't be more live. Uh, and obviously like it's just regulated by some of the best people in the industry. So uh, yeah, hopefully that was, uh, I don't have the cheer coming down as much, but yeah, like ad skills, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. And honestly, like, thank you again, you and Justin for everything you guys are doing, because it's been like absolutely huge for me and, and my businesses. So awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And for anyone that's out there that's getting new to media buying and trying to learn things, if there's something we can do that Eric just talked about of how we can provide service for you. So we're here for, we just love helping people be on top of their game and, and produce results for their clients. Cause at the end of the day, doesn't matter if we can do it, you can't do it too. So that's huge. So thank you so much for sharing that. All right. So now we're going to get to the nitty gritty of how you've been able to really help people with LinkedIn. And I want to just kind of lay out the map here of what you talked about last time that was so helpful for me. So the first thing you talked about, helping people come in and understand LinkedIn audiences and where their, you know, where their target market lives. So you kind of talked about the process that you work people through with your type forms. Can you hit on that real quick? Yeah, definitely. So this is like a, probably a way underutilized software for media buys in general, in general, but I use Typeform a lot. So if you guys don't know what Typeform is, it's like traditionally known as kind of like a quiz slash survey website. But one thing I found as a media buyer is if I give like, no matter what, you need to pull information out of your client. Like they know the customer best. They know what offers work. They know what their customers like desires are. There's absolutely no way that you would just know that as a media buyer. And so for me, whenever I used to give a client like an Excel sheet or like a, a, a Google Doc, it would be weeks, sometimes months before they return it because to them, it's homework. The last thing they want to do is sit down and like answer those questions. But when I started doing Typeform, it's like they do it right away. Like it'll literally be like, what is your company name? And they're like, oh, that's easy. Enter. And it's just like these little tiny milestones that they get. And so for me, if, if you, you know, if you sign up as a, a, a LinkedIn client of mine, the first thing I send you week one is a questionnaire and that's all you have to do. And it'll just be like, you know, I do a lot of the boring questions. Like who do I contact? Do I need to make changes to the website? And how long have you been running LinkedIn for? Have you tried it before? But then I get more deep into like person targeting. I want to know who your person is, how old are they? What job titles do they have? And then I want to know more about where they work. Are you trying to target Fortune 500? Are you trying to target Fortune 1000? Are you trying to target just a certain industry like SaaS or biotech or healthcare? And so I try to define the person and then where they work. Um, and I do that all in a type form and it's all just kind of seamless in there. And that's super easy for the client and it's super scalable for me because it's just all in one place and it's super clean. So Totally. And I think just coming in, the biggest thing that I want to make sure I highlight is that you've got plans for everything. You've got systems, you've got processes. This isn't like a one-off thing that you're just kind of, you know, figuring out as you go. So that piece is huge in helping people figure out their avatar 
and really how they're going to reach them on LinkedIn. The next piece we talked about was really the, the types of offers and how you're basically getting people what's working on LinkedIn right now. So if someone has a deal size of 15,000 and above, what's the type of offer that works to get people into a funnel? Because webinars are kind of played out. You talked about kind of SQL pages, meh. What's the thing that really helps you kind of get some data going and start to build out the pipeline? Yeah, that's an awesome question. So uh, I like to think of offers in something I call like a medium friction zone. So like an example of something that's super low friction is a blog post, right? So if you're just running someone to a blog post, you're not asking them for anything. Um, and it's really informational and interesting. So people are going to want to read it, read it. But there's nobody that I work with that's going to want to pay 10 bucks a click in order for someone to read their blog article. Like you can go to Facebook or the Display Network or something like that for that. So with LinkedIn, um, you know, but then on the other hand, uh, like if you're running to more of like a sales page, that's like for all intents and purposes, enter in your information and we'll have a sales rep call you. You're going to get pretty discouraged fast because you're paying 10 bucks a click and that's a pretty high friction offer. Um, you know, like you might spend a thousand bucks, get a hundred clicks, by the way, that's what a thousand bucks generally gets you. And no one's going to sign up to have your sales guy pitch them, which like, honestly is not surprising. So really the sweet spot is something that's what I call like kind of like a medium friction. And so it's eBooks, uh, white papers, checklists, webinars actually do work demos. Like if you're demoing like a, a software, um, that stuff is webinars and demos are a little high on the friction end, but if you have the budget and you're okay doing it and you know your funnel math and you know it works, um, then that's fine. But yeah, I think the best place to get started is really like if I were to, if you have none of these, you have to make one, make a checklist. It's easiest to make. And also it's easiest for someone to download because anyone can like print a checklist or look at it. It's just a couple bullets. Right. Um, and also that really helps you get data and see, okay, I spent a thousand bucks and I actually got, um, you know, maybe 20 conversions. I had 20 people downloaded. Like that's not bad. Like there's something here. Like these are good emails. These are good companies. So that's kind of where I recommend starting out in terms of offer for LinkedIn. That's awesome. And I think from that perspective, once you get them into your funnel, I think the biggest thing is, especially with people in the B2B space is understanding kind of deal flow. You know, things are going to take a while longer. So kind of the expectation side, a couple of things that you talked about that are important tracking inside of CRM. So whenever someone downloads that checklist, you know where they came from. And then really as you're starting to start to scale and you're starting to spend, I know we kind of talked about starting budgets typically are between three and $5,000 a month to go through into a test budget and then scaling up to higher levels. And you're getting, you know, justification on that ad spend. Can you just kind of talk through what that looks like and, and how you've been able to help people get up to the highest figures they've been able to achieve? Definitely. Definitely. So yeah. So the first part of that I think is where do, where do I have people start? So if someone's coming to me and, and I talk to them and they check the first box, which is like deal size of 15 K or greater, I'll be like, okay, cool. And then if they check the next box, which is, um, do we have some type of offer that we can run them to? That's not a blog post. So we can just kind of get some lead gen going. And if they check that and we kind of have a page that, you know, and I'll, I'll sign off on it too. Um, and, and maybe in a little bit too, John, we can talk about kind of the creative and analytical um, stuff that you talked about earlier, but, um, so if they check, you know, box one, 15 K or greater box two, good offer. We can get some traffic to box three for me is let's figure out what your best audience is on LinkedIn and start with a test budget of three to $5,000. So I know, um, you know, I work with a lot of big companies and sometimes three to $5,000 is something even for a big company to part ways with. That's not a small amount of money. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, 
And, and by the way, B2B is way different than B2C in that B2C marketers are a lot more aggressive and they're willing to throw that in there and, and see what it works. Um, but with B2B on, on LinkedIn, you need at least 3,000 to start because if we go back to the $10 per click, that's only going to get you 300 clicks. And, um, you know, I want to have enough uh, budget that we're able to not get too uh, concerned or, you know, just like discouraged if we're not getting any leads and we're only spending a thousand bucks or something like that. So the next thing I'll do is, is, you know, try and give them the expectation and also secure a budget of three to $5,000. And then the final step is my theory on LinkedIn. And I tell this to all my clients, and this is true for me as well, is I believe that on LinkedIn, there is always a best audience. And I think with scaling on LinkedIn, you have your best audience and you have your second best audience and you have your third best audience and you have your fourth best audience. And so for me, what actually happens is I already know what those audiences are. And I'll tell you an example in a second, but I always start at my best audience. And when I scale, I go second, third, fourth, fifth. And that's kind of how I scale, but I know that I have my best audience. So an example in my business is I know my best audience is uh, people who have the job function of marketing, who are manager level and above. So managers, directors, VPs, CMOs, and then people who work in the biotech industry and have a company size of between 11 and about 500. That audience is only about 18,000 people, quite small overall in the grand scheme of things. But I always start at that audience because that's the best chance of success for me. So I'll start with the white paper there. If the white paper or the offer or whatever, if it doesn't work there, I'm not going to go to the next level, which for me is actually business development. We have quite a bit of success with business development and people too who work in that, um, who have those same sets of parameters, but switch out marketing job function for business development. Same with sales and same with CEOs, but our best by far is marketing. So I start here and with every client that time, I'm like, what is the best audience? And then another quick example is I have another client whose best audience is only 5,000 people, but that is like a super honed in money audience. And my goal with the, as being the media buyer for a client or even myself is I want to prove that there's something there. I want to bring a return on investment. I want to show people that LinkedIn is a great source of lead gen. And also if it doesn't work out for them, I don't want to keep spending their money. Like let's call it quits. So for me, um, I always check those boxes. And the last one is just figuring out like, what is that ideal audience? Because unlike Facebook, it's not like upload an email list. 1% look like, Oh, that worked. 2% look alike. So um, that's kind of my methodology for just kind of getting started with somebody. Got it. Yeah, it makes complete sense. And so you've kind of got this process in place that you work through every time. What at the end of the day, I, I know you've talked about these, these deal sizes are large and you're able to help people get up to that point of scaling to tens of thousand dollars a month. And you said there's kind of a max there's a ceiling that you hit. Can you just kind of walk through what that looks like? Yes. So for me, uh, I haven't had the pleasure of working with like an enterprise level client yet. So like talking like a fortune 500, um, most, my experience is most of those companies, they have internal digital marketing, uh, people, they probably have 10 digital marketers and staff and they very rarely will reach out for uh, not, they, they will sometimes, but I just haven't had that opportunity yet. So for me, you know, the client that I've scaled the most is about $40,000 a month. And that's just because, you know, when I was talking about the the best audience and moving down, we got to about the number five. And I believe for them, that was like skills. So they actually had skills around um, investments in the financial services space. And that we, we started with job titles. Then we went on to, to job function. Uh, then we went into groups, I'm pretty sure. 
Then we tried some different job titles out. And then that last one was there. And so we were only about able to spend, and then, then we hit a wall because the funnel map just wasn't backing out. Our leads were, they weren't bad, but they're about 500, 550 a lead, something like that. And with our funnel map, that just didn't work out. And so for me, I was able to get to about 40 K in ad spend, but on their end, uh, you know, they're, they're converting these and their lifetime values are somewhere for one customer are somewhere anywhere from around $30,000 to, uh, $250,000. It just depends on how long they stay in their program um, and stuff like that. And so, you know, looking at the math on my side for my agency, uh, you know, the minimum retainer we have is for $3,000 a month and the maximum is about $12,000 a month. And if we build a website for you, it's anywhere from 75,000 to 300,000. So for me, uh, I know I can spend quite a bit of money to acquire those customers. And so I've actually found the return on ad spend on LinkedIn to be greater than any B2C offer I've ever looked like worked with, but the tracking is so much more complex. And also the uh, sales cycle is extremely long compared to it. Like, uh, so only 30% statistically in B2B closes in the first 60 days. Um, and everything else happens after. And there's even 12% that still happen after 12 months, which is crazy. So these are super long sales cycles. So you have to be patient and you have to understand and if you're a media buyer listening to this right now, it's so important to set expectations because what they're expecting is I spent $10,000 and we've sold zero products. Okay. How many, how many qualified calls have you had? Well, we've had 10. How many proposals have you sent out? Well, we sent out uh, seven proposals actually. Oh, really? What was the proposal amount for? Oh, uh, let's look $300,000. You got $300,000 in proposals from $10,000 of ad spend. So, you know, I never have those kind of like that was a completely hypothetical conversation. I set the expectations early and I'm super collaborative with everybody I work with. So they are already aware of the long sales cycle and stuff like that. So, um, I found anywhere as high from like 10 X to 30 X return on ad spend from B2B just because it's so far away that not as many players are willing to spend the money. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's important at the end of the day, it's a piece of no going in with someone who understands the expectations. You basically have this float, window where you're spending money, you're asking for agency fees, you're getting these things down and you feel like I'm losing money. But then you start to hit these deals and you see them over and over and over. And I think that's what's most important is for people on LinkedIn is to have someone who can help them avoid the traffic traps we talk about, which you do, find the right audience, make sure you're getting an offer that's getting people in. And then most importantly, understanding hey, you're really, really close. I know you can't see it. Have you ever seen the graphic with the guy who's digging and he's so close to the diamonds? I feel like that's kind of what you do is you help people say, hey, you're really close to the diamonds. Let me just continue to navigate you here. And so at the end of the day, that's what I really wanted to have you on the show for is to be able to you know, show people that you have that level of being able to guide someone who's never been through the LinkedIn piece before, understanding what it's going to take to be successful. So Thank you so much for being on, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing your wealth of knowledge. Um, if people are interested in working with you and getting an opportunity to sit down and understand you know, how you can help them with LinkedIn, what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, definitely. So my website is just leadsandlandingpages.com and uh, my email is eric at leadsandlandingpages.com. So if there's anything I can do to help you guys out, shoot me an email. It doesn't have to be a... Uh, just say SQL. You don't have to be like, hey man, I want you to your If you just have a question or something, I actually really... I'm as big of a nerd, possibly bigger than John. And I just like talking about this stuff. So if there's any way I can help you guys, uh, shoot me an email. And if not, I'm also in pro league. If you're an ad skills member, uh, I get DMS in the Slack channel all the time. So happy to answer your questions in there too. 
Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to put your email down below. Thank you again for doing this podcast while the sun sets on you. Number two. Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it and have a great one. All right. Take care, John. Thanks a lot. If you found this tutorial helpful, make sure you click on the subscribe button on the screen right now. Also, if you'd like to join the Daily Edge and get the daily dose of what's working in paid traffic and tracking, you can text Daily Edge to 44222.